0: I want to talk about wisdom. Not memory this morning, but wisdom. And uh, you know we've come from what uh, the world has known as an industrial age into an age of information. Um, We have more information and data at our fingertips than than we've ever had. I, I sometimes wonder how I accomplished things before because you know, you had to go to your encyclopedia and you had to go to your dictionary to learn things, and you had to go to the library and pull a book out and go through the go through the card file and all that to be able to find the information, and you had to sit and listen. Now we can just pull up our cell phones or we can get on our computer and the information is right before us. Even with all this information that we have today at our fingertips, though, um, Something's missing, and that is the great absence of wisdom, it seems like. You know, a lot of times we talk about common sense, the common sense isn't so common anymore, but also wisdom doesn't seem to be there. We don't seem to have the wisdom to handle the huge amount of knowledge and information that we have and that's available to us. There are many people who brag about having a great knowledge and have all these letters behind their name and this great education and everything else. But then when it comes to making a simple, logical decision, sometimes people just fall on their face and fail. And they don't make wise decisions, the lack of making wise decisions. We've seen many people, even though they're educated, they make disasters of their lives. Even though they're famous, they make disasters of their lives. Even though they're in high positions, they make bad decisions and make disasters, not only of their lives, but they make disasters of other people's lives as well. I don't know, would we consider ourselves a wise person? You might say, well, I'm wise about some things, but other things I'm not too wise about. And, you know, I think we could all probably say that. There's things that we know and things that we can put trust in, and we can make decisions on those things based on all kinds of experiences in life. And then there's other things that we just really don't know that much about, and we don't make good decisions about those things. But wisdom is very valuable to us in our life. Listen to what Solomon says in Proverbs 16 and 16. How much better to get wisdom than gold. And to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. There's some value there. Wisdom is more precious to us than gold and silver. And that knowledge and wisdom to use the knowledge that we have. That's a valuable thing. You know, even Solomon, when God asked him, what do you want? He said, I want wisdom. If you can give me wisdom. Above all the riches and all those things, because because, uh, Solomon asked for wisdom, God gave him the riches. But regardless, what was important to Solomon was wisdom. He found more value in that. What I want to notice in our message today is not only how important wisdom is, but also how we can acquire wisdom. There aren't very many scriptures that tell us uh, to acquire more information, uh, but there are many that admonish us to seek wisdom. That's why if we follow the Bible and see what it has to say about wisdom, God will give us understanding and guidance for every decision and every situation that we encounter in this life. In the book of Proverbs, God tells us how to acquire wisdom here in our text. Notice in Proverbs 2 and verses one through seven, he says, my son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright, and he is a shield to those who walk uprightly. There's a lot there. Just a ton of admonition there for us. If we will listen to what God says and we will apply it to our lives and we will seek for the understanding of what he says to us and use those things and treasure it and seek it, you'll be a wise person. God gives the wisdom well, what is wisdom? The Bible makes a distinction between two very different kinds of wisdom. Of course, there is worldly wisdom, and that is the right to use the right use of knowledge and information. It's based on human understanding and reasoning. We know what that is. If I pick up a book and it tells me how to roof my house, if I watch a video on how to roof my house, or I pick up a textbook and learn how to understand grammar and all those kinds of things, then I can take that and I can apply that to my life. It, it helps me to understand and to reason and to go through life and, and fix things and solve problems and understand things that go on. That's worldly wisdom. But worldly wisdom, the, the wisdom that we're talking about this morning, really uh, is foolishness to God. In other words, trying to use wisdom to understand God's will. Notice what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1 and verses 18 through 20. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is this disputer of this age? Has God made foolish the wisdom of this world? So what he's saying is you can't apply, take worldly wisdom and apply it to spiritual things. In other words, God gives the wisdom. God gives the understanding. God gives the, the rules of the law. God gives you the guidance. But if you try to use worldly wisdom to solve the world's problems and solve our problems, it doesn't work out. It doesn't work out in the right way. Notice 1 Corinthians 3 and verses 19 through 21. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God, for it is written, he catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows that the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. Therefore, let no one boast in men, for all things are yours. So why, when when we try to use use human wisdom to deal with every situation in life, you know, when we, when we do that, it, it can destroy our lives and, and make a mess out of everything. Or we can seek godly wisdom for the answer to those problems. So what's the difference between worldly wisdom and godly wisdom? Let's notice. Godly wisdom is the capacity to see things from, the, from God's viewpoint and respond according to scriptural principles and guidance. With godly wisdom... I can survive any circumstance that comes my way in life and I can come out on the other end of it better than where I, when I started. There's a lot of difference between worldly wisdom and godly wisdom. Well, how do we acquire godly wisdom? It's a process. It's a process that has an end result though and it takes time and effort to become wise because it comes as a result of learning from the decisions we make and decisions that other people make we learn. You know how many of us have done something and we say well I'll never do that again. That was foolish or if I had to do it over again I would do it a different way and we learn by our mistakes we learn by other people's mistakes. That's what Produces wisdom. But you know that takes time to happen. So that's why we look at older folks. As those that are wiser than us. Because when we're young. We don't know all the things that the older folks do. And all the experiences that they've gone through. But have you made the most important decision in your life. And that is. Have you asked yourself the question. Where will I spend eternity. And who or what. Is it that guides me in my life? As we go through life, we're confronted with with many challenging questions like this and situations that come our way that demand a greater knowledge and understanding than human wisdom can give us. So how do we acquire this wisdom, godly wisdom? In order to acquire godly wisdom, there's seven things we want to notice this morning to become a wiser person. We acquire godly wisdom by seeking it. If you want to be wise, you don't have to be wise. But if you want to be wise, you have to seek it. You have to seek wisdom. You will discover what wisdom is all about and its value when you seek wisdom. Notice in our text again, the second chapter, verses 4 through 7. If you seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. So the question is, we have to ask ourselves, do we want to be wise? You know, we weren't born wise. And we have two options to either seek the wisdom or don't seek it. But but we also have to live with the consequences if we don't. Wisdom is a great defense to the problems we face in life. We avoid pitfalls because we've seen others make messes of their life when, when they've made bad decisions and haven't been wise in those decisions. Also, we see the value of wisdom. Proverbs 8 and verse 11 says, for wisdom is better than rubies and all the things one may desire cannot be compared to her. That tells me that wisdom is something that I want. I don't always possess it. I don't always have the wisdom that I would like to have, but It is something that is very valuable, and things that are valuable to us are the things that we desire. And someone asks us, do you desire diamonds or do you desire wisdom? Do you desire gold or wisdom? Do you desire rubies or wisdom? Do you desire security or wisdom, honor or wisdom, prestige or wisdom, good looks or wisdom, wealth or wisdom? What the world will tell you is all the first things that you said. The money, the looks, the wealth, all those things. Those are the things that are important. That's what the world says. But God tells us that wisdom is much more precious and much more valuable than worldly possessions. Wisdom is a gift God gives to those who search it as hidden treasure. And, you know, wisdom can't come from a half-hearted attempt. One of the best ways that we can get wisdom and seek wisdom is by picking up our Bibles and reading our Bibles daily. Every day, picking that book up and reading it and trying to understand everything that God writes in there so that we can be wiser. And we can't just do a half-hearted attempt at it every once in a while or when it's convenient for us. We spend our life going after material things in this life and that's all we'll have at the end is just a bunch of material things. But we can't seek wisdom and just not look for it very often. So we also acquire godly wisdom by meditating on the Word of God. You might say, you mean to tell me that if I just read the Word of God, I'm gonna be wise? As Alan Bailey would say, wrong. Just because you read it doesn't mean that you'll be wise. When we pick up our Bibles, and we look at the words that are written on the page, and and we try to understand those words and we meditate on those words and we and we think about that and we see what we need to to correct in our lives or or if we're abiding by the rule and we're going through it then we can understand it and we can absorb it and we can we can we can certainly meditate on God's word and let it soak in to our lives but if we're just reading through there and just skimming through like sometimes we flip through a magazine or something like that then we won't we won't absorb any of it we won't meditate on any of it the bible is god's mind recorded for us on paper it reveals his ways and his plans his purposes and when we read it and we understand it his thoughts become part of us our our lives and it affects us listen what proverbs 4 and verses 10 through 13 says hear my son and receive my sayings and The years of your life may be many. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered, and when you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. That's why we should begin every day with the Lord. We should begin by by praying to our God and having having that intimate relationship with our God and studying His Word, reading His Word, contemplating it, and meditating upon it. Proverbs 5 and verse 1. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Lend your ear to my understanding. In other words, give your attention to God. How much attention do we give to God during our day? Well, I sit down at the dinner table and we pray, and I pray at lunch, and if I eat anything else during the day, I pray then. But how much time do we sit and meditate on God's word and we put our emphasis on God? Remember the, the definition of godly wisdom? Godly wisdom is the capacity to see things from God's viewpoint and respond according to scriptural principles. If we understand God's words, then we will know how to respond and to make uh, and to make wise choices when confronted with problems in life. If we neglect his word, then we can't understand it and his ways and we tend to make poor choices. We don't have to understand why God wants things done his way. We just have to understand what He wants and do it and respond to it. One thing that we also want to notice is God wants us to be wise. Proverbs 9 to verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And fear just basically means reverence. If we will reverence God in His word, we can become wise. If we, we read God's word, we meditate on it, we study it, we let it affect our lives, we will become a wise person. Another way that we acquire godly wisdom is by obeying scriptural principles. Just simply having Bible knowledge and understanding it doesn't make us wise if we don't act on biblical knowledge and understanding of God's will, we will not be wise. God's wisdom is reserved for those who heed to his instruction by actively obeying and applying his truths to their lives. Notice Proverbs 8 and verses 33 through 34. Hear instruction and be wise. In other words, pay close attention to instruction and be wise. And do not disdain or do not neglect it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. When we believe in and abide in God's word and his principles, we reap the blessings of wisdom that come with obedience. In other words, we reap what we sow, more than we sow, later than we sow. You know, I think all of us today understand that principle. It's a principle of nature. You reap what you sow. More than you sow, later than you sow. In other words, you don't sow it right now and it reaps the harvest. You plant a little seed, you don't get a little seed in return. You get the blossom and then you get the fruit. So you reap more than you sow, later than you sow, but you do reap what you sow. If we sow weeds, we don't get corn. If we sow corn, we don't get weeds. If I don't believe this principle, we, I won't make a wise decision and I will see the results of that over time. So, you know, some people wonder why they have the problems they do. You know, in, as, as an employer, you try to counsel people, you try to guide them and get them to act better and do better in their job and their performance. And sometimes people will listen and other people just don't and you see their lives and that their lives are just a wreck because they've made bad decisions and made unwise choices most of their lives and you say, how's that working out for you? And it isn't. And that's basically what what is being said here is, why do some people have the problems that they do? And... Why do some people always seem to have trouble in their life and turmoil in their life? Why do they always have problems with their friends and problems with their spouses and problems with other people and co-workers and all that? It's simple because they're paying the price for their behavior. They're behaving badly, making unwise choices, and they're paying the price for it. So if we read God's Word and we meditate on God's Word and we we react on God's Word and let it affect our lives... Because we believe it to be the truth, we will receive the blessing from it, and we become wise. We also acquire godly wisdom by praying for it. Proverbs doesn't specifically emphasize praying for wisdom, but James tells us to ask God for it. In James 1, verses 5 through 6, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. However, just asking for it doesn't mean that we get it. We have to work for it. We have to work with God. We must ask in faith. We should start out our day asking God for wisdom through the day. And when we're confronted with problems, ask God for helping us to make wise decisions in dealing with those problems. We also acquire wisdom by observing how God works in the world. The book of Proverbs tells us that wisdom comes from observing the results of other people's lives and results they produce. Even ants teach us the importance of working diligently for our sustenance because laziness leads to poverty. Notice Proverbs 6 and verses 6 through 11. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise, which having no captain, overseer, or ruler, provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. How long will you slumber, O sluggard? When, you, when will you rise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep? So shall your poverty come on you like a prowler and your need like an armed man. Do you think this is a problem in the world today? We pay attention to the behaviors of others and we can see the consequences, both good and bad. The people who are lazy just want to lay around and want to be blaming everyone else for their problems in life. It's always his fault, her fault, their fault, someone else's fault he says they're not a wise person and even the ant knows what it takes to be successful for example Proverbs 14 verse 16 a wise man is cautious and turns away from evil but fools are arrogant and careless you would think that we look around and we see others that are having problems and making those bad decisions that that maybe they're they're having problems in life and they reject God they reject God's wisdom and you see how it's working out for them and it's not working out for them you would think we would learn from that and many do. A person may say I know what happened to him or her but But it won't happen to me. And we go ahead and we do something that we know we shouldn't do. And then we pay the price for it. And that's absolute arrogance toward God. When God says, don't go there, don't drink that, don't smoke that, Don't talk like that. Don't act that way. Don't associate with those folks. What God is trying to do is he's trying to protect us from the consequences of sin. We see it. We see those that have problems in life because they've made bad, bad choices and they're paying the consequences for it. As we get older, we're supposed to become wiser, aren't we? Because we see the effects and decisions of others and their lives. Sadly, some people just don't get that. In in society today, the word consequences is something that they really don't like. You know, if if you talk to them about the wrath of God, they, they think that that's really unrighteous and God shouldn't be that way towards people that want to be just free to do whatever they want to do. They say, don't tell me what will happen if I do this because they want the pleasure that they will receive right now and the popularity right now, the wealth, the prestige, the friends, and that's arrogance in God's eyes. If we look at our nation look where we've come from and where we are now you know this nation was originally founded on biblical principles godly principles but our leaders today have gotten used to to the wisdom of the human of human wisdom worldly wisdom to make their decisions and as a nation we have a wonderful history but we have made a turn away from god and away from morality And there will be consequences for this unwise and foolish leadership, and we're already seeing that today. It's unwise to say there is more value in the life of a kangaroo rat than there is in an unborn baby. That's worldly wisdom, and it's not right. It's not right. You can get handcuffed and thrown in jail for killing a kangaroo rat, but it's perfectly legal to take take the life of an unborn baby. We see everything in the decisions that are being made today that are just not right because we're using worldly wisdom to try to take care of the problems instead of godly wisdom. You cannot violate scripture and escape the consequences. There's a price to pay for disobedience. It may not be right now, but there will be a price for your violation of God's will. And the decisions that are being made in society today, there will be a price to pay for those decisions. And that's why it's important that we instill in our children making wise decisions and turning to God for for wisdom and making wise choices and having them familiar with God's word and understanding God's word and studying God's word and meditating on God's word and seeking God's wisdom because we need our young people to make good, wise choices today and parents to make wise choices in raising their children, godly families, godly children. We need that. Another way we acquire wisdom is by heeding godly counsel. Everyone needs guidance at times in life, but not all advice is godly. Some people, even, even trained counselors, can actually lead us in the wrong direction, away from God. Their counsel is going to be based on God's word, then, then I'll listen to it. Listen to what Proverbs 12 and verse 15 says, The way of a fool is right in." His own eyes, but he who heeds counsel is wise. Proverbs 15 verses 31 through 32 the ears that the ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise. He who disdains instruction despises his own soul, but he who heeds rebuke gets understanding. We have to listen to counsel that's, when it's given to us, especially if it's godly counsel, and apply it to our lives, so that we can correct the things that we need to in our life, and a person is wise when they listen to that counsel. We can also acquire wisdom by associating with the wise. We should never underestimate the, the influence of friends. They can help us grow in wisdom or cause us problems. Proverbs 13, verse 20, He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the, fool, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. If I want to be a wise person and a smart person, then I want to hang around smart and wise people. I don't want to hang around a bunch of... Uh, of goofballs and people that make bad decisions. That's not the, great, the way that, that it works. You'll be influenced by that. That's why we need to ask ourselves, who are my friends? Who, who am I associating with? Who am I spending my time with? What kind of person is he or she? Are your fr- friends building you up and are they influencing you to think and, and do things that are godly or things that are unwise? When you do activities with your friends, does it cross your mind that you shouldn't be involved in that activity? That you shouldn't be talking like this or that? that? you shouldn't be here? Do you stop the activity and say, I'm going somewhere else. I'm getting out of here. I'm stopping this. That's the decisions we need to make. That is a wise decision. We should also evaluate the kind of friends we are to others as well are we wise in our in our uh, influence with them as well are we living a life that is wise so that it might influence others as well in conclusion wisdom is a choice that begins with a decision to follow Christ and obey the gospel. And wisdom increases as we follow the teachings of, word, of the Word of God. There are devastating consequences to those who reject Christ and the Word of God. Again, in 1 Corinthians 1, verses 18 through 19. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. If we want to be wise, we need to have a passion for the Lord's guidance. When we're going through problems, what does the Lord have to say about that? When we're wanting guidance, what does God have to say about that? If we're we're going through life, what does God have that guides my steps in the right path? If we're just running amok out in life, then we don't know where we're gonna wind up. We have nothing guiding us, and we will wind up making bad choices. Proverbs 3 and verse five through seven, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil.